Well, we got uh, we got 50 days, man. 50 days, and then uh, the American Empire either totally crumbles or just kind of keeps declining. Uh, I don't know. It, it might be it might be a fun watch. You know, it, you don't get to watch empires fall that often. Um, <laughs> And the and the people who make politics their whole lives will either suffer or rejoice. Okay. Uh You know, well, first of all, hi, I'm Sebastian Shug, as always, and with me, as always, Ryan Mancini, as assuredly always. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's it's something that I always say. Any opportunity that I get, whenever we record, whereas. If you want to make politics your whole life, that's fine. But even sports teams lose on occasion, okay? So as much as I love the memes, you know, Top Keck, uh, LOLs, uh, fucking Flame Wars in the in, in the Reddit chats or whatever, um, just know that uh, it may all come crashing down to the ground, and depending on which way you swing, either DNC or RNC, <laughs> it'll be a sight to see. So, you know, yep. it's, it's it's just definitely a, a hellscape all over. But we've been saying this for the past 30 plus episodes. So it's um, it's just interesting. What's fascinating looking forward to this election is just knowing we don't need to talk about it anymore. Because, you know, it's already so taxing to watch people advocate for Joe Biden, but then to watch the president of the United States just completely shoot himself in the face over and over again and still not lose any support. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's kind of – if anything, it, it indicates that this is a president whose support – it doesn't matter off of value. It's the cult of personality. Did and, you see, sorry, yeah. did, but did you see the tweet that he posted um, where he, it was Joe Biden and he's like, oh, l- l- let me say something real quick. And then he pauses. Um, he retweeted an edited video of um, NWA's fuck the police in the background. Um it's pretty funny. Not gonna lie. I mean, it wasn't as on the nose as the as the uh, the CNN wrestling video with uh, Trump and Vince McMahon way back when, yeah. posted by uh, Han a- asshole Solo, um, <laughs> when CNN completely doxed the fucking kid. Which, by the way, uh, the uh, the credibility was about thrown out the window on that one. But um, oh, that shit that shit was hysterical. I don't know if you uh, followed that, but. I, I I've seen the CNN uh, Vince McMahon video. I haven't seen much else just because I'm I'm like political memes. You know, they they have to hit my kind of humor and the overwhelming majority of them don't. Mm. And it just it just kind of reaches the point where the memification of politics, the, you know, turning politics into a cult. I just find it's just repulsive. Like I just ugh, like get if Abraham Lincoln didn't care about memes, why should I? 
Yeah. I, I'm sure it was just expressed in a different way. Okay, of course oh, there were course. no fucking memes, but there was definitely pop culture for the time. There was okay. political cartoons for sure. So yeah. I think the question is, would a past president would have ha- would a past president handle handled it any differently? And it's like sure, okay, because there was a lot less to lose back then. Here, you post one wrong thing on one asinine website. <laughs> um. Your whole family could get shipped off to the gulag. So at that point, it's like I feel like in the age of Jackson, it would have worked in the age of Andrew Jackson. I think the age of of Jackson, you die at 35. Okay, so it's either you live your life, but you at least got to vote. Oh, yeah. No, you because you get to vote and see your country crumble in 2020. So at what cost? Well, well, that again, if, if you voted for Jackson in the 18 late 1820s or 1830s you basically had to live long enough to actually see your country break in half come 1860 so you know at least you uh you know and of course you get to be ignorant about it you get to watch it break apart and be like yeah i didn't contribute to that even though you probably voted for every bad president between andrew jackson all the way up to james buchanan all Mm -hmm. bad some of the worst people ever to be elected president it's just mind-boggling how warped and just idiotic our country became to the point where we were like yes we want to vote for people that are going to break us apart and then you get to lincoln and it's like i want to fix everything and the entire south is like get wrecked (laughs) and it's like wait no i want to fix everything and it's like you know, it's it's like what a it's like what someone um once told me a few years ago. Don't argue with me about problems I know still need fixing. Okay, well for the record, to that person I'd like to say, I don't think your problems have been fixed, and maybe you should have been uh, accepting help rather than biting the hand, asking you thirty questions a day. Uh, anyway. Well, I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about biting a hand that feeds you. We're going to go into some recent news right now. Um, it was something that I it was something that we recorded actually very, very, very recently. In fact, it was the first take of this episode where it failed due to technical difficulties. But in case you all didn't know, iOS 14 just got released um, in case you were in case you were looking for anything different in in a uh operating software you know it it doesn't suck your dick yet okay i'm waiting for ios 15 personally because you know that's what they promised but in response to biting the hand that feeds you ios 14 supposedly got released before developers had any say in the matter okay Hmm. i'm not a tech guy you aren't either because honestly it's not interesting in regards to oh what application gets sent out where you know I'd have a fucking Nokia phone if it took calls and texts. I actually did have a there, Nokia phone once. There are cool. many there are many ways to be embarrassed by a smartphone, and I'd like to limit that. Thank you. I mean, the country has just gone to new lengths of just being most asinine place on the planet. It's like fucking Disneyland if Disneyland... You know what? No, it's it's like Disneyland, point blank. I guess what constitutes is that sort of 80s sci-fi area that I used to love so much before they turned Tomorrowland into a giant Chuck E. Cheese. 
I don't know what that could be. Alamo Draft House? I don't know. I believe they're still open. But um, we have, I have a little bit of a, uh, of a news article I wanted to bring up. This is something totally out of left field that I've wanted to bring up for a while now because I'm not so much impassioned about the topic as I am more so about heckling it to all eternity. Mm-hmm. And I haven't brought it up because of our previous guests. And it, it, it would have just been a wrench in an episode that was already established, a dialogue that was already waiting to happen. And honestly, this was just something that I wanted to talk with you about uh, in case you haven't heard about it. But um, we're going to be talking about Bella Thorne. If you don't mm-hmm. know who that is, it's a Disney pop star who has gone the Miley Cyrus route of um, being the, the the bad bitch type, okay? Mm. Now, on an artistic podcast like this, this may sound very trivial. Like, what the, like, what med, like, what meds has Seb just not taken today? Bella Thorne accused of ruining OnlyFans for sex workers after allegedly scamming people for nudes. You may not know who mm. Bella Thorne is. I'm sure you know what OnlyFans is. I knew it, I knew what it was before people were making jokes about having an OnlyFans, right. which right. I imagine developed out of this development. I think as as many frontier individuals would just say, well, if I'm paying for sex, at least I'm getting sex. With OnlyFans, it's the uh, it's the digital prostitution era of 2020 that um, you know even just saying that I'm bound to have a red target on my uh on my forehead because you know they're they're not prostitutes they're sex workers you know yada 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 this was this was in august of uh this year august 28th Mm. and i just wanted to go over it because i thought it was fucking hilarious uh the swerfs of the world are rejoicing and the sex workers of the world are totally in shambles so OnlyFans, a social media platform where fans pay for content, has been used by sex workers across the world for some time as a vital income stream, particularly during the pandemic. Now, I'm not one to knock one's hustle, but I kind of am. <laughs> when I say that, it's it's become less of a of an income stream and more of a, hey, how can I how can I just overtly plug this into every single other social media account I have? Mm-hmm. Many of which, you know, reputable companies use. Okay. So the, the fear of smoking and drinking on like a Facebook timeline and having employers find that and risk you not being hired has been completely replaced by this. The pansexual Disney actor signed up to the platform last week and broke records by raking in $1 million in her first 24 hours. However, Thorne is now being accused of charging fans $200 to view a supposed nude photo that wasn't actually fully nude. The claims were made in a viral tweet posted Friday, uh, the 28th, which alleged that OnlyFans had changed its rules after countless people requested refunds from from Thorne. OnlyFans won't allow us to charge over $50 for pay-per-view or get tipped over $100, the post said. Oh, boo-hoo. And this morning, we were all told that instead of waiting seven days for our payouts, we have to wait 30. The theory is that OnlyFans can't afford to pay her, Thorn, her cut, so now our funds are being tied up. It's bullshit. She single-handedly 
fucked so many sex workers. So she's been criticized over OnlyFans, all over Twitter, and yeah, I am so sick of celebrities, yada, yada, yada. The the overzealous, ostentatious, exhibitionist Twitter user, Spastic, I forgot to mention, mm. is so sick of celebrities, yet constantly wishes they were on that same elevated platform. Mm-hmm. The entire tipping system just changed and got a huge price cap because she got scammed thousands of, because she scammed thousands of people. Absolutely ridiculous. So they're so they're criticizing her. Yeah, basically she scammed her subscribers. It took 48 hours for Bella Thorne to ruin things for us OnlyFans creators. Not the the e thoughtery that it is, but creators. That's the that's the term we're using. She scammed her subscribers and will never face the consequences of doing so while the rest of us deal with it among the general stigma of being in this field. I mean, my my question is this. Yeah. If the stigma is there, why put yourself in that position? Okay. That's going to sound like the most classist statement. I get it. Okay. I get it. But it isn't because I'm working at a fucking bakery for minimum wage. Okay, so I'm not exactly on the highest paying scale while these people are raking in the thousands Mm -hmm. sending pictures. OnlyFans is the first platform where I could fully control my image without censorship, without judgment and without being bullied online for being me, Thorne said, which, you know, if you want to go the the vapid, empty headed route, uh, fine, fuck it. Okay. It seems hard to quantitate, I have to say, to be like, oh, this is this is the platform where you get to be yourself. And it's like, it's really not. that's what that's what people say about every social media platform. And then they get that one person that says, oh, Trump's going to make you build a wall. And it's like it's it's people it's need another, to stop being so damn delusional. Like it's a platform that just breeds sociopathy. So it's like get fucked. <laughs> and as I would say, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe maybe this statement will come under fire, maybe not. But what is the appeal of this? Okay, if we have so many cases of individuals doing OnlyFans, selling, and you know the the YouTuber YouTuber iDubs made a very kind of fair but simpy point about it. Where he was like, okay, if my girlfriend's going to be posting pictures of her body, you know, it's a vagina. It's mm-hmm. breasts, okay? It's not something special. And it's like, well, dude, when you go into a relationship with someone, yeah, granted, you don't own that person. But you generally wouldn't want other people to see it, number one, let alone pay for it, number two. So, you know, the stigma is definitely there. And you're saying that the partner, which a lot of OnlyFans users do have, you know, committed relationships and are okay with it, which Mm -hmm. I think stems the point of people being angry about it. Like, why would you even fucking warrant that in the relationship to begin with? That is the main issue. Like, why would you stand for something like this? Okay, if it's going to be such a hot button issue with Mm -hmm. your your partner, your parents, literally your employer, everyone that you would ever meet, 
A, why would you start one? And B, why would you then fuel the flames on your various social media accounts by being like, oh, they don't fucking support it? It's like, yeah. Uh, wonder why. So, so I think I think it's a multi-pronged approach because, you know, from what I've been able to gather over time in regards to what the purpose of OnlyFans is, and, you know, speaking as somebody that's never used it, but, you know... <laughs> When you work in journalism, you're exposed to a lot of different things, this being one of them. From what I've always been able to understand about it, it's a special way for people that typically work in the adult film industry. They're using this as an extra source for income because obviously if you're not a actress or actor and you just do, say, photography, well, then you can have an OnlyFans in between all of your shoots – and you can, you know, use it to whatever financial benefit that you can through OnlyFans. Now, if you're somebody who's worked for Disney and you're using it and you're trying to have a high horse approach to using it, you're in a in a in a warped way, you're kind of uh you know, you're basically alienating the people that are using it that actually do use it for extra cash. Whereas, again, if you're working for Disney, why on earth do you need it? Why do you right. want to use it? Unless right. you're like, oh, I want to break out of my good girl image with Disney. But then why would you do that if it's just ultimately helping you and trying to diversify – you're trying to diversify yourself as being more serious – so then why are you going to OnlyFans? You're an actress for crying out loud. It, it, it just seems like a form of exploitation that could eventually lead to OnlyFans. And, you know, I don't know what the situation is with OnlyFans' leadership and how they've kind of responded to this whole fiasco. They they just, like I said, they are not paying out its quote-unquote creators until October. Okay, so okay. apparently the fucking financial algorithm got fucked so heavily because people desperately wanted to see Bella Thorne nude, uh, you know, and, and I respond to that with the age old Russian meme. Uh, I Google big, big boob and get two million results. Okay, so eat a dick. <laughs> I can understand that OnlyFans is that platform that allows uh, content creators and its subscribers, those paid subscriptions to see a person that they would otherwise see in public and, oh, imagine them naked because this is what they look like naked or this is what they look like in lingerie or anything revealing. Pardon me for saying this. That's a little bit more creepy, okay? Mm. Because rather than attempt to court the person, you know, really try to make the effort, go on a date, you know, like... and. This is even this is not even taking into account whether or not someone is compatible or not mm -hmm. for a relationship. You're just putting it out there. You are putting out your most delicate bits for not not only complete strangers, but people you see every day, your friends, your peers, mm -hmm. you know, because it's not that people do this secretly. Some people do. But there are people on my Instagram feed who they post on their stories with the mental thought, which soon becomes a fucking tally to their followers being like, oh, should I make an OnlyFans? It's like, I see you every day. 
I used to see you every day when I was in college, I should say. <laughs> Why? What the fuck? Why are you putting yourself in this position? Mm-hmm. Okay. I realize that unemployment has skyrocketed. I realize that not a lot of people can afford to run their own businesses as much as. And for the record, you mean the proverbial you. I, for the record, yeah. listeners, I yeah, do yeah. not have an OnlyFans. Sebastian's not uh, scolding me for my OnlyFans that I don't have. Um, continue. <laughs> the proverbial you. But it just, it really does make me wonder. People put sex work in that category of a last resort position, okay? Right. That already has some negative connotation. Okay, so if you're saying that, oh, I'm doing sex work and you're realizing sort of the implications that that the stigma that that position represents, you're already putting yourself down a few notches willingly. Okay, well, and and you can you can tout the empowerment statement all you want till the fucking cows come home. But 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 riddle me this. Okay, I guarantee you your partner would not be cool with it. And if they are. You might want to have like a serious talk with them. I don't. I don't know. I, I. I don't know enough about people and their partners and trying to kind of finagle having an OnlyFans while also being like, you know, oh, you're you're seeing me naked. By the way, that's my uh, boyfriend or girlfriend in the corner of the room just chilling. Still you know, I. It, it just seems to me like, from everything I've kind of been able to gather on the subject, it just seems that. The OnlyFans tactic tends to apply when it's someone who is basically using it as an extra means for revenue, and they work in, you know, the sex industry, basically. And, you know, in the age of COVID, I understand that that could be a huge problem and a huge detriment, especially if, you know, if if you were if you work in the adult film industry you probably have to go through more tests than your average uh, person getting tested for COVID. But also if you're just doing photography and you're doing, you know, a little extra, do you, do you really want to fly around the world and take a bunch of pictures in Abu Dhabi or Rio de Janeiro and potentially risk getting COVID between where you are now to your destination? Mm -hmm. And so I get it. If you if you work in that industry, you know what? All the power to you if you're using OnlyFans. But my God, if you're employed by Disney mm-hmm. and you're using it, I'll put it this Bella way: that would be Thorne. on par with Bob Woodward getting a job at my local newspaper Bella because Thorne. it's a total uh, fuck yeah. you to local reporters that need a job. Bob Woodward doesn't need a new journalism job. He's a goddamn legend in the industry. Bella Thorne is not hurting for money. Okay, her royalty, her royalties and back end payments could fucking uh, fix Chernobyl if it really wanted to. Okay, right. I just for the audience listening here, I'm not coming off as someone who just out and out hates the type of hates this type of work. Okay, I'm struggling with the sort of Twitter justification that comes from it, where you have so many people touting that, you know, matter of fact, I'll read a few Twitter posts right here. You'll kind of see what I'm talking about Mm. when you kind of delve into these tweets rhetoric. Okay. Because it's, it's gone past the point of I'm doing this to survive into 
I'm doing this because boo-hoo, you don't like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hating on sex work is extremely boring. Like, congrats on having a personality resembling wet cardboard and egg farts. Also, the phrase selling their bodies needs to be put to rest like 30 years ago. Get a grip. Sex workers sell a service, just like everyone else in the service industry. Sorry, sorry you're personally offended that some people successfully monetize their sex appeal, but it's not a sign of moral superiority that you personally don't. Well, to that, I will say it is, because when I go on fucking TikTok, and by TikTok, I mean my girlfriend's TikTok, and I see someone touting themselves as a fucking philanthropist because they are a sex worker because he came and I didn't, her, her. It's like, yeah, you know, your attitude kind of gets the best of you when it comes to a position like this. And, you know, riddle me this, Batman, but the uh, OnlyFans that you have and the income that you're touting, the fucking graphs saying that, oh, well, tell me again why sex work isn't a real occupation. Um, I would I would go so far that those graphs with that insane amount of money and the recent Ibiza trips that you just took that's all you really want to show your audience, okay? Because that's mm-hmm. all I, that's all I see, okay? Again, this may be different. This may be someone's hustle to survive, and I'm not talking to those people. I'm not talking to those people who, de- who by desperate definition, need this vital source of income, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm talking to the 20-somethings whose biological bodies are yeah ready to go let's just say okay and they're doing this in such an exhibitionist manner that oh they know they're hot it's like okay you know you could have just done this and not have to tout it but Mm -hmm. because you because you tout it it's now a political statement of this is now this is now an empowering statement I'm like, okay, it, it, you know what? It was an empowering statement when you chose to make the move to begin with. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to fucking write LA Times hit, hit pieces about it. I kind of just look at the whole situation and I just factor it to what we've talked about before, most notably in our recent uh, bonus episode, which you can find wherever podcasts are found, uh, where we basically talked about how we really have just created a society where everybody wants to be a bloody entrepreneur. And it's kind of just, it's aggravating when you think about it, because you, again, you look back at American history, people weren't clamoring to be entrepreneurs. I mean, Thomas Jefferson was inventive, but he wasn't like, I'm going to create home Depot. Like he made the swivel chair, but he didn't turn around and make a hardware store. And so I feel like there's people that need to get that, that look, just because you become the new uh, Instagram or TikTok sensation, that doesn't mean that needs to be your job because my God, if that's what you're relying on to be your job, you know, it, it, it just speaks to me of the degradation of our society and just our collective, uh, our collective intellect, intellect. It's, it's just, it's sad. What is 2020 going to be reminded as? The exhibitionist era? Okay, the the era where anyone with a camera and a smartphone could fucking oh. sell their soul for a nickel? It's easy. It, it, it's, okay. it's a simple phrase. I, I'm, it's, it's the year everyone ran out of ideas. 
because everybody no, looked no, into the mirror and realized Mancini. we're all creatively we're all we're all creatively bankrupt Mancini, and all we can do is I recycle the same stuff over and over and over again in film in fashion in politics in music everywhere i have to disagree with you on that okay because let me give you a little bit of an anecdotal piece okay mm-hmm. My publishing company, Sebastian Shug Publishing, is by no means going under, okay? It's, you know, it's not bad, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I would love to have a lot more clients, okay? I recently discovered that I had to apply for a home business license, which, given that this business was started in 2016, that puts me on the back burner for a bunch of they don't want to call it penalties, but essentially fees for not registering with them sooner. Okay. Right. It dictates that if you've sold over three whatevers on your online business, you are technically required to apply for a business license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been about four years and I've done that about 30 fold. Okay. The fucking thing costs well over $500. Okay. $500 plus for a business license zoning fees which i work fucking from home so what zoning fee Mm. um uh not investigation but a um uh just a just like a check-in to make sure that what i'm running is actually legitimate Mm -hmm. and you know essentially the better business bureau fees the fees i have to register with different accounts like music publication short film publication Digital and print media, um, the podcast hosting, not just Mars on Life, but Shugsy Storytime and a few others that I have cooking. That all costs money. Okay, maybe not up front, but my fucking electric bill sure shows it. Okay. At one point in American history, that was where the entrepreneurial spirit was, if Deadwood teaches us anything. Right. But in the current age... Because we're so stigmatized towards sex and there's so many people that don't don't put any legitimacy into sex work, even though it still is a form of work, it still is a form of employment in a way. And everyone out there who wants to learn more about it, check out the reporting by uh, uh, Melissa Jira Grant. She's a terrific reporter on the subject. It just seems to me, and and granted, like I don't know this the particular ins and outs of, you know, the sex work industry now, compared well, it's, with it. It's very... Other than simply put, that from what I can see, it's not like you have anyone coming forward saying, "I'm the Jeff Bezos of sex work," whereas instead you get a bunch of 25 year olds that think they're going to be the next Elon Musk, even though what the hell is going to change in regards to their situation between now and the time they're 30 and they're expecting to be Elon Musk status by the time they're 30. Well, that's what, you know, that's what begs the question. Are they in it for, you know, the employment, the status, the title, because with, with being a sex worker, you know, dare I say there really is no There really is no title. You are not the VP, the CEO of sex work. Okay. Elon Musk is the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX. You, the proverbial you, are tapping into a market um, centuries old, okay? Mm -hmm. It's been brought into the home. It's been shared on a global level, okay? The entrepreneurial aspect of it is fucking golden, okay? It's the golden path. 
the question I'm begging right now that I'm asking is what is the um, what is the singularity of it? What is the the difference between what a sex worker is doing two hundred years ago and what a sex worker is doing now? Okay, because and I ask this on OnlyFans, there are specific tiers you can purchase. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quarantine has obviously, you know, it, it's it's taken a hit. It, it's allowed OnlyFans to take a hit where I say like, oh, okay, you pay for photos, you pay for videos, you pay for candids. Um, and then I think briefly it was like you pay for like an in-person meetup and here are your rates kind of thing. Okay. Of course, now with quarantine hitting, and I could be totally wrong about this, you know, but I've, I've heard stories of it. Now, of course, it's all digital. There are no in-person meetups. So mm-hmm. I beg the question in that last instance, how is this different from prostitution 200 years ago versus paying a sum amount over the phone and meeting up with someone to have sex with them? Okay. The, the business model is not unique by any sense, by any stretch of the imagination. It's just more convenient to find these types of people to have sex with who are willing to have sex with you for money. Right. Um, well, and I, I think, too, the act of sex itself has become digital or virtual. If anything, I can see this being described as a form of sex work. If you're use, if you're if say you do work in, for example, the adult film industry, you know, it's a fine line. But at the end of the day, if there is no consensual sex involved, i.e. no sex whatsoever, does it then really count as prostitution or is it just pornography? Mm. Because well, at the I, end I, of the I, day, I, if you're if you're at home by yourself and the person that's stimulating you is alone by themselves or perhaps they're with somebody else, at the end of the day, is it just porn or is it prostitution? Well, it begs the question. Why it makes pay, me think it's more like porn. Why pay for porn? <laughs> okay and and that's something that that really is is a million dollars no 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 No, that is something that i think a lot of OnlyFans content creators have to kind of realize that they are tapping into a market where it's free anyway okay you're gonna try to fucking capitalize air here people it's like it's it's not it's not going away unless fucking global warming takes takes us all out then we're fucked but don't worry sebastian it'll get cooler it'll get cooler (laughs) You know, it's 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 something that exists on a very vastly oversaturated uh, in a vastly oversaturated market. Like I said, Mm. I could type in big boob and get two million results. Why on earth would I pay twenty dollars for the same thing just because I may have seen this person on the street? The answer to that is celebrity has a powerful effect on people, as we've talked about before. I mean, it does. It does, but I was just about to go into that. When celebrity nudes leak, then what? Kim Kardashian, Scarlett Johansson had it, Uh, Bella Hadid, Summer Rae, Lana Del Rey. You know, all these celebrities who you think, oh, you know, they could do no wrong because they're celebrities, right? They had naked pictures on their cell phone. Or they had naked mm-hmm. videos, you know, got leaked or whatever. The problem, the, the the issue on the table is, the issue is not why did it get leaked. The issue is why did that content exist in the first place? Okay, because had they had a 
had they had a mind not to do so, the video or pictures wouldn't have existed. Okay. Mm-hmm. But my question is this. It exists. People have seen it. Some people have even built careers off of it, i.e. Kim Kardashian. What is the intrinsic wonder of seeing a celebrity naked anymore? And that's a question that I wish I really wish people would ask themselves, to be honest with you. I mean, it's, you know, celebrity holds such a power over people. And getting to see a celebrity in the nude, it's, you know, in a way, it's like you're, if you're, say you're a fan of someone and you finally see somebody naked, you're basically Mm -hmm. seeing this person at their most vulnerable, basically evaluating off of that. As cruel as it sounds, that's what people do. You become obsessed to the point that that's your pinnacle of idolizing this person is you've seen them in their most vulnerable right and now you have every reason to worship them even more the other alternative is you basically just look and you go yep this person naked to they're human just like you and me they're going to be getting be naked at some point to prove my point i typed into google just Uh-oh. now obviously i'm not going to show you uh <laughs> thank god this is a podcast I typed into Google, um, you know, Bella Thorne nude, just to prove my point here. Oh, jeez. I am at one of 44 million results, okay? That's not counting images. This is just counting all. You know, if I were to go into images, yeah, that's her. And if several photos are doing so, I could pretty much get a clear consensus of, oh, what she now looks like. Okay, done. 20 bucks, saved. If we're going to talk capitalism here, if we're going to talk numbers, um, God. what is the market you're competing against? Okay. You're going to sell me bottled air when <laughs> fucking air is free? What are you, the, the, what's the, who's the guy from the Lorax? The, oh, um, God, I don't know. O'Hare or something? The, the guy who looks like a Kim Jong un or something? I don't, I don't know. No, 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 no. Not Kim Jong un. Um, he had a bowl cut. You know who I'm talking about. You've seen the Lorax. I have not seen the Lorax. I, oh, you I, haven't. That was, oh, okay. I, I was too old, way too old for that when it when it finally hit. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like it's like the Hunchback for, of Notre Dame for me. I was like, I'm too old. So basically, I'm just gonna go into it real quick. This adaptation, they cut down all the truffle trees, so now they mm-hmm. have to bottle and sell their air. Okay. So there's no there's no real life trees producing any air. They bottle it, and they sell it, okay? Oh, God. The, the, the bottled air is paying for OnlyFans. <laughs> but you're still alive, breathing, so what's the problem? <sighs> I'll, never, I'll never understand it, because you're not paying for, like, a book or a short film or music. You know, I'm sorry, I can only go off of what, what I do. You know, you're not paying for something that you can... You can go over and analyze and look at and and draw your own conclusions from. When I see a vagina, I'm going to say, yeah, th- that's a vagina. If the picture is cropped to any nth degree, I'm not going to know who it is. But I can sure as hell tell you what it is. You know? It's like I'm looking at her filmography and I'm like, why should I care about this person? Right. 
Right. This is just sad. I mean, for goodness sake, like I'm I'm seeing a movie with Katy Perry's name in the title. Like what? <laughs> what? I, I I'm just flabbergasted because I'm like, OK, who's this person actually famous for? Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip. <laughs> Shovel Buddies. I Best swear I th- ever made. I don't know what you're talking about. I swear, I thought Shovel Buddies was going to be one of those ho- one of those awful Air Bud spinoffs where the puppies talk to each other and they sound like very masculine eight-year-old boys. And they're like saying, oh, cool. And it's like, eh, but it isn't. It's It looks like it's some drama. I, I just, I, oh my God. I just, oh, my, my brain's just overloaded at the fact that people have gone that, this berserk over somebody who's made such a little such a little impact on film and entertainment. Would you ever pay to see someone naked? No. Never. Okay. Okay. So the question asks if you wouldn't, I wouldn't, anyone with a keyboard that can plug into a computer wouldn't who knows what pornography the word pornography is okay and this isn't something this isn't something that the digital age you know this is this is only exclusive of okay mm-hmm. i've fucking seen playboys from the 60s and 70s all right it existed people knew what pornography was people knew that you know if you can if you can use a woman's sex appeal appeal for profit they would okay this isn't a new concept and really, and you can kind of take these internet arguments, you know, you can take them or leave them, but I think that there is some merit to them when someone legitimately argues the fact that they would not stand for their partner doing, you know, this type of online sex work. They would mm-hmm. not being in the they would not be in the relationship. They would not support them doing this type of sex work, whether or not they were in a relationship or not. I think there is some merit to the whole dignity aspect of it all okay if you were to take out the whole you know sex act aside and this is just you selling frivolous pictures and videos this isn't something that's going to be looked at by an adult film producer let's just say okay this isn't something that's going to be looked upon as a stepping stone into let's say not nsfw content okay because i feel like once you've already put it out there there's really only one direction you could go and few and far between have there been porn stars that have actually utilized this persona and have actually had a career out of it, a commentative career like Mia Khalifa and Riley Reed, for example. Okay. They've taken this adult film persona and have transformed it into something actually safe for work. Mm. And it's because their personalities are are up to snuff on current events and they can actually talk about shit because they, they're actually engaging to talk to, all right? Right. What I'm saying is that if you go into it with the attitude of profit, 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 I'm going to be the next um, Elsa Jean or whatever the fuck, uh, Ashley Madison. <laughs> I'm saying that like if you go into it as this is a profit motif, and I'm not actually enjoying the work. And if you enjoy the work, hey, more power to you. 
But if you have this dog shit attitude of I'm richer than the next guy not doing sex work, then I have no sympathy. Okay, because it, mm-hmm. it's a bragging aspect at this point. As well, when it comes to Bella Thorne specifically, because again, I, I I know nothing about her. I, you know what, young celebrities, I just don't care anymore. You know, except for like, you know, I like Timothy Chalamet. He seems to be fairly good. Um, I'm excited for him to be Paul Atreides in Dune, but. Just looking at Bella Thorne's career on Wikipedia, always reliable, um, she's worked in modeling, and she appeared in music videos for Logan Paul, which, frankly, tells me more than I need to know about her, because <laughs> if, 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 if you've grown up working in modeling, which can already go in countless different directions, for example, First Lady fine but if you're also doing things with very questionable people like logan paul and you're trying to break from your kind of disney shadow if you will which frankly as far as i can tell that ended years ago so the idea that she's still keeping this disney image while also trying to break out into something that's more edgy it's like well i don't know if you're really handling it properly Oh, here we go. In August 2019, Pornhub announced that Thorne would make her directorial debut on its network. Uh, In her acceptance speech, Thorne revealed a partnership with Pornhub to implement a change in the company's flagging algorithm. So she's, Mm -hmm. as far as I can tell, she's pursuing some kind of career involved in adult entertainment. Now, whether or not what is currently going on is something that would fit into that, I can see her maybe trying to fit that in, but at the end of the day, I I go back to my original statement. Like, if there's people on there that are legit using it for their careers, and you're trying to get into acting and traditional acting, fine. But if you're exploiting people that really do need it, and you're causing enough controversy through this platform that it's leading people to question the platform or even question you, then you're just prolonging the hurt of all these people that have been relying on it. And well, it, it just it just kind of seems to me like there's a level of disingenuousness to it. But if she wants to get into adult film, you know what? Go full steam ahead. And honestly, and honestly, if this was something intentional, like, oh, I didn't mean to actually send the nude out in the first place like i guess she said she was going to do or whatever like if mm-hmm. this was all a deliberately disingenuous attempt like uh herder um it'd be the funniest fucking joke of the decade because it just shows mm-hmm. how many people are incompetent enough to just type in what they want to see on google and fucking see it on google okay mm-hmm. um yeah no it, it it'd be hilarious but <laughs> there has been no statement saying such <sighs> So I'm still waiting. Uh, (laughs) But it also begs the question of, like, if you are part of this bubble and your information, um, both visual and, I guess, bank account routing information is on there and a doxing, quote unquote, were to occur, then what? Okay, If, if this if this information was somehow leaked. Then what? 
if you mm. wanted to deliberately take that step, you know, what I said before, that proverb, that hypothetical stepping stone position into something like, you know, we're going into porn to just straight up acting now. You know, I'm not in Hollywood. I don't know how that necessarily correlates. But if I've seen someone in an adult film and then I see someone doing regular film, that stigma is always going to be there. The question arises, what was your debut? Eh, I don't really like to talk about it. It's like, well, there you go. To a certain extent, it, it might draw attention to you that might, that could. And this is a very, very thin could. Oh, yeah. It could, because it, it could because give of, you the attention yeah. that you want that lands you a big role. If it's Bella Thorne using this as a step in her career as a step up, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know what it could ultimately do, but that's only because our circumstances right now basically make me think I don't even know what film is going to look like in two years. And and the theater chains may be extinct. I don't know. Were this some kind of move in order to get more notice within the film industry, I, I just I can't see it because the film industry is in a state of freefall right now. But at the end of the day, I, I just celebrity and fame. It's stuff I don't care about anymore. It, it's something that's right. never it doesn't dazzle me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been star studded before. I've seen Guillermo del Toro and J.J. Abrams in person together. I've interviewed Mark Kelly, who is currently running for the U.S. Senate seat in Arizona. He's also a bloody astronaut. How often do you get to interview an astronaut? Like, that's cool. That That's genuinely cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're somebody yeah. who's famous for being on Disney Channel and, you know, you've worked with Logan Paul, you're already detracting my attention away with just those two right. alone. Because I haven't watched Disney Channel since I was like probably six maybe five years old and i've always had nothing but utter disdain for logan paul and i just ignore and avoid him as much as possible to much success um right yeah no right and and it it begs the question further and this will just kind of be my last point on it mm. if it doesn't work out if this is the stepping stone that doesn't land you anywhere well now you just have a track record of, of, of porn, of adult film, okay? And not necessarily, though, I don't think. If, if, it, if it doesn't land you any more jobs, what, what was the— Okay, if the goal was to utilize this medium in mm -hmm. such a way where you could branch out into different, into different mediums and you didn't achieve that, you have failed, Okay, right. you ha you are ne you have been labeled an adult film actress, an adult film actress. Okay, hoping to get something more reputable under your belt, and because you didn't, you are still an adult film actress. So th there is the stepping stone crumbled under you, so mm -hmm. to speak. Okay, and. It's easy, it's, it's very, you know, again, not in Hollywood, but I can say that it's easy to gravitate away once you've established, once you've established yourself in the industry, okay, because people know you as an actor, but as an adult film actor, it's mm -hmm. a little bit trickier, 
because you're already right. appealing to an audience that I would say the the majority of people aren't going to watch. And by the majority of people, I usually mean people under the age of 18 that consume media. Okay. Yeah. So now what? Now you've just uh, now you've just alienated yourself with your material. And maybe, and, and I think this is kind of my overall takeaway from this, and it, it again kind of goes back to our never-ending discussion about the, the get-rich-quick generation that we've been uh, so blessed to be, uh, <laughs> so blessed to, to know how intimate people are with, with their uh, tenacity of wanting to become their own entrepreneurs, that maybe this is the the turning point where it's kind of like, Hey, guess what? All of the people in their early twenties that, you know, think they're going to get rich quick. Uh, yeah. If your plan of attack is only fans might need to go back to the drawing board, you know, unless, yep. unless again, unless you actually want to pursue a, some kind of career in the adult film industry. And if that's what Bella, Thor Bella Thorne wants to do, all the power to her. But if she thinks that, you know, it's oh, a, it's a very, use this. it's a very, it's a very one track employment is what I'm yes. saying. Because yeah. look at how fucking Mia Khalifa made out. She didn't make out. Okay. In her, mm -hmm. I, I want to say over 10 years in the porn industry, she made $12,000. Oh, it wasn't even 10, uh, years it was like months oh was it hold on she was she was like i i, I remember I, I saw that story when it broke and she basically made like a few thousand bucks over i yeah. want to say it was like a three-month period and i was like wait yeah, a minute no, that was I got, three months I got, that, I got that timeline uh mixed up um not the timeline the uh the amount of time because i remember it being like years i mean she's 27 i can't say anything more i'm gonna leave with the words of miss khalifa herself saying khalifa has taken to social media to speak about her experience in the porn industry saying she regrets her brief stint as one of pornhub's most popular performers khalifa also urged fans and followers to be very cautious about getting into the porn industry and that's all i have to say yeah really just be careful OK, and. It's a, it's a damaging industry, no matter which way you slice it, OK, because as much as people want to tout that it is an emotional, it, it's an emotionally, physically and mentally draining occupation. Yeah. OK, I'll, I'll attest and say that it is. But if this is the path that it could potentially lead you down. I guess the question is, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Ryan, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you? Well, my goodness, do I hate Facebook. Um, <laughs> uh, however, I'm not going to talk about Facebook. Uh, I'll talk about another website that I equally hate, Twitter. You can find me there at Mancini RA. Um, my God, I, I at this point, I just want twitter to stop talking about the election and stop being so bloody reactionary towards this 
Cheeto of a man that we have as president because we knew it was going to be this bad. We said it was going to be this bad, and we were all screamed at and called a bunch of scaredy-cat liberals. Well, 200,000 deaths later, I guess we're still just a bunch of scaredy-cat liberals, even though I'm not a liberal whatsoever. Um, speaking of which, you can find me on Instagram at Mancini Ryan. Uh, I've, I've kind of been off Instagram, too, for a while. Just, if anything, I've kind of gone through a little bit of a social media cleanse just to kind of like restart my batteries for October. Sebastian, where can these uh, raiders set off on their last crusade in regards not to on social media? I'll, I'll tell you that, not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've just I've, I've been waiting to just fucking uh, burk that one out there. Um, yeah, I mean, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, handles the same, Dr. Sebi. You can also find me on YouTube as well under the handle of Seabass. There I post daily narrations as well as my audio archive, Shugsy Storytime, which is essentially a day-by-day podcast about miscellaneous short stories. If you're a fan of music, follow me at Shugsy on Spotify as well as wherever music is being played. Um, I recently upgraded from my, uh, my previous plan to my additional one, which lets me name... A record label. Ooh. I was like, you know what? Uh, no record label wants to have me. Kiss my ass. I'm gonna make my own. So it's gonna be under the handle of Sebastian Shug Publishing. Um, what I mentioned earlier in the episode with Sebastian Shug Publishing as being a book publishing company. Yes, I actually am applying for a business license right now, and it is actually over $500. I'm not asking for donations by any stretch of the imagination. I don't even have a Patreon or GoFundMe or Indiegogo. Any of that other bullshit. Um, but um, yeah, stay tuned. Other it's like a that, Brazilian travel visa. Like, yeah, that price. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's it's insane, but it is something that I have to do. Uh, good thing is, is that I actually do get to write it off on my taxes. So, Ooh. yeah. Um, other than that, that is pretty much it. Just be on the lookout for new content. New music releasing, new podcasts releasing, episodes again released uh, day by day. I didn't get to talk about this in the episode, but I will mention it clearly, uh, well, briefly, when I say that Netflix has officially shot itself in the foot by releasing that uh, Cuties monstrosity with, like, over-embellished, overzealous, uh, you want to talk exhibitionism, yeah, now they're doing it to, uh, I think, 11-year-old girls, so uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it. This has been Mars on Life. Talk to you next time. And please vote. Thank you for listening to Mars on Life. You can find us over on Instagram and on Twitter at Mars on Life Show. Uh, In terms of listening to the show, you can find us wherever podcasts are found. Uh, That includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Radio Public. Also, don't forget to head on over to the official Mars on Life YouTube channel. That way you can find our full catalog of episodes. Our artwork is done by Zachary Erbrick, and our intro music is Space Explorers by Kevin McLeod. I've been Ryan Mancini. My co-host, as always, is Sebastian Shug. And just remember, if you keep on going, you'll make it to Mars. Mars.